I swear I have the world's worst insomnia. Um, it's 3.30 Monday morning. I have not slept yet. I actually took a melatonin with my kids about 1 o'clock, maybe 1.30 in the morning because they were all still up. And, well, just two of them were. Miles was sleeping, but uh, Max and Evan were up. We all took melatonin. It is now 3.30, and they passed out probably 30 minutes ago, and I got them in their bed, and I'm still wide awake. Melatonin does not work for me. I just don't get why. But um, I had such a neat weekend. Like, I work the weekend, and it kind of sucks because with HIPAA, like, we really can't talk about things at work, which makes sense because, you know, you're in a pretty vulnerable state when you go, you know, to any medical professional and nobody wants to have, like, you're going there being vulnerable. You don't want to go there thinking, oh, I hope they don't tell somebody about whatever's going on with me. And when I think of things like that, I wish I could tell people, it's not like, you know, oh my God, somebody had something stuck up their ass or something. Because to be honest, I've been a nurse for like a long time and that actually has never happened. Um, for me, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I've totally came on shift and like, look at this x-ray of this guy that came in last night, you know? Oh, okay. But it's never, I've never seen it. But I mean, the stories like just these moments that you see of people and just like, I do, I have a bleak outlook on humanity. I do. It could be all my years in healthcare, but like the bar's so low and people will still fucking crawl under it usually. So like I, I do have a low opinion of just basic all human people, but like something will just kind of shine, you know, and I had like one of those moments this weekend, just saw something super supportive that kind of just, I don't know, just something that happened that I saw how supportive a family member was and I'm like, wow, you know, and just. I guess it shouldn't be weird when I say that because everybody's like family so supportive, but it was just like around a certain topic that not every family is supportive in. And so it kind of made me just think, you know, gosh, this is pretty beautiful and wonderful. And I'm glad I get to be around to see these kind of things. And it was kind of one of those moments in healthcare where you just were, you wish you could just tell everybody the story because it was so heartwarming and made me kind of have that little glimmer of hope that people aren't so terrible. And not that this is going to trail off, but like we were watching, this is a Netflix thing now. I'm going off into a whole new subject with my ADD. We're watching, so on Friday, Netflix came out with the Babysitter's Club. I was like in fourth grade when my mom got me, the first book she got me was, it was a series. And like, of course, you know, I started with number nine. She gave me like Dawn's Haunted House or something. And fourth grade took me two months to read this book I can't even maybe a hundred some pages I, I don't remember but two months it took me to read it was the first book I ever read and then she got me like another one in the series and it took me two days and then from then on from fourth grade on up I mean I can read a book a day easily I mean sometimes you know if it's pretty lengthy maybe two days but if I could I just love reading and so the series is now on Netflix and this is like a books that were in the 80s that I remember reading and so I had the boys watch them and they love it. They love it, by the way. <laughs> Evan does this great commentary with it. And Max, Max watched the first three episodes and it kind of like dawned on me. They really did hit on really cool things in the eighties. Like, you know, one of the girls has diabetes and it's like, you know, she moved to New from New York to this small town and she was worried how they would react. And they, you know, 
well, in, in the series, because it's more modern, mind you, it's like, you know, 2020. So you're seeing, I mean, they did touch on things in the 80s, but like, it's just what a difference, you know, almost 40 years makes. But I thought it was a great series for people to watch because like they do, they have two moms, they have two dads, like different families that these kids are babysitting for. And they literally, this just blew my mind because there's not a lot of representation and I'm big on that with the kids. We always talk about how hard it must be if you like are in a marginalized group and you know, you watch TVs and movies, everything's white, really. I mean, think about all the movies you watch and we just take it for granted because it's just not a big deal. And then people get stupid about BET, like, oh, why don't we have a white channel? It's like every fucking channel's white. So like, I have this discussion, like, you know, how many characters are gay? How many characters are black? How many characters, you know, we go through all this different that, you know, how often do you see characters of different groups of people? It's mostly all white and hetero. So in this babysitter's club series, the girl's babysitting for a little girl. And then you find out that it's actually, it's a boy that, you know, is wanting to transition to a girl. So he's dressing in girl clothes and the parents, you know, are calling him by like a girl name and they're saying she and her. And I was like, wow, you know, like how great at the 2020 and my kids are getting to, I mean, I fucking grew up in the eighties. I don't even think, I mean, I knew about drag queens in the eighties growing up, but like, I don't think I even knew what trans was in the eighties. And certainly as a child, I didn't grow up seeing it. So I guess that makes some people like clutch their pearls but I think it's fucking amazing. I do. My kids are watching it and it just kind of just, I don't know, I guess it just like warmed my heart a little bit like that. There's this really cool stuff that, and I know it makes people uncomfortable. And I, I mean, I'm just going to say this happened a while back at one of my jobs a while back. I had a trans patient and I remember like the doc just didn't get it. Like, and I was like, you know, making this comment like, oh, you know, this is the pronouns they want to use. And they were, you know, they're just like, I don't understand. And it was just, you know, cause they were older and I remember telling this person the statistic about like 40% of trans kids that don't have family support, like they commit suicide. And like, I couldn't imagine telling somebody that 40%, that's almost like one out of two kids that if you don't support them, they would kill themselves. And you'd still be like, mm, I don't care. I'd rather have a dead kid than to support my trans kid. Like to me, that blows my mind, but I know people like that exist. But so to me, I guess it's just, I guess it was just really neat. I guess just, I had a weird weekend and saw some really good things. And then to see that show with, you know, me and Evan were watching that one. Max hasn't seen it yet, but to see that they're showing that on the TV series on Netflix and I, you know, kids get to watch it. And I even think it's rated G like, I don't know what, but it's just, it was neat. I guess it's just like, I see progress and for whatever reason, I don't know, people like really freak out about progress. They, they're shoving it down my throat. And I'm like, dude, it's like, like every fucking channel shoves white hetero people down your throat. And that's cool because that's what people are used to, I guess. And I think it's great that we're doing other things like this. And I just hope to see more more shows like that. I mean, Glee, I think, dealt with trans too. Had a, um, what was it? The coach character. And then the uh, unique, it's been a while since I've seen that series. But yeah, it was just the point that I really loved that, that was a big fan of the books growing up. And then like how they took it and like tweaked it a little bit to make it more 2020. So yeah, I totally would suggest people watch that with their kids. I mean, I hope people don't think it's just a girl show because my boys were loving it. So kind of just a little faith in humanity, I guess, was restored a little bit for me. 
But again, my faith in humanity is restored. Maybe somebody else is just like, the devil's dragging us down. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. They could be thinking that way. Um, I'm actually going to hopefully get some sleep because I'm going to tackle fixing my dishwasher. Um, we had to like fix our pool last week because it was all jacked up on one side. Like, you know, the little thing on the bottom foot broke. And it was digging into the soil. We had to fucking empty the pool, refill it after we like made sure it was level. And that took us a couple days just to mess with. And then the dishwasher broke also last week, but we were worried about the pool. Now we got that fixed. So now I was going to try to surprise Mark and fix the dishwasher. I'm going to get the kids to help me. And we're going to look up like some fucking YouTube videos and become certified dishwasher mechanics. <laughs> I, there's some kind of heavy error code. And somebody said it's something to do with like the something is holding water. But Mark took everything apart already. He started it last week. And like nothing looks wrong. So, like, I don't know what the next step is, but I'm going to try to sh figure it out tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be a lot of swearing and a lot of motherfucker and, you know, demanding the kids help me look on YouTube for videos. <laughs> like, We'll see. I just, I really hate doing dishes by hand. I know, first world problems, right? Like, I need my dishwasher fixed. So, kind of, that's just it. There's really nothing going on right now other than just those little happy moments of then wishing me luck, please, on my dishwasher. Oh, I did work the 4th of July weekend at work. Um, I kind of was good 4th of July. 5th was super fucking busy, but the 4th was pretty decent work-wise. Um, so hopefully everybody had a safe uh, weekend. And hopefully y'all have a good week because we're coming in July now. And I'm not really sure what my focus will be on this month. I think just kind of hanging out at home, to be honest. I know there's been an increase in COVID cases in a lot of areas, a lot of states with people getting out and doing things, you know, I know we all feel very safe to go back out and do things. And I'm feel like Bobby Brown because I'm thinking that's my prerogative. <laughs> and I'm just, Oh my goodness. We were actually listening to that song last week, a whole like eighties kind of thing. Or is that nineties, late eighties, early nineties. But, um, anyways, yeah. So for July, we're just going to kind of still hang out at home. We don't really, I was talking with another friend of mine and at work and we both were like, yeah, you know, we kind of were getting a little lax. We we're like, you know, I had my parents and in-laws over for my birthday in the middle of June and we had them over around Memorial Day, kind of do that whole social distancing, but we hung out and then we're like, eh, I just don't want to chance it. And I've got family members that have COVID that are in the hospital currently. And I think my mother-in-law is supposed to get tested Monday because she's been having a fever and coughing. And it's like, I mean, we haven't hung out with her in weeks, so I don't think it was us because it was weeks. So we don't, but that's just the whole point. We don't want to like risk the kids and risk them getting sick. So I think we're going to kind of go back to being hermits for the rest of summer, just kind of hanging out at home, doing a lot of hiking and outdoorsy stuff, but just hanging out. So I hope you all stay safe doing whatever decisions you make. And um, I hope y'all have a good week.